Welcome to the Critical Media Studies Podcast. We're your hosts, Mike Rapici and Barry Falk. Hi, Michael. How are you doing today? I'm good, Barry. How are you? I'm doing very well. Uh, I'm excited to talk about, to hear your thoughts on Simone Weil uh, and her essay, Reflections on the Right Use of School Studies with a View to the Love of God. Um, Weil was a French philosopher, political activist, um, and mystic, um, Christian mystic, Catholic mystic, although her relation to Catholicism was French Catholicism was complicated because the situation of her life and a French life in the 1940s, which is when she lived, was obviously under Nazi-occupied France, was, was difficult um, and complex, not surprisingly. Um, why are we focusing on this essay? We Ve's uh, religious meditation has a fo- focuses on the concept of attention. And there is, in the midst of the religious meditation, there are some, I think, philosophical um, definitions, or there's a philosophical conception of attention. And we wanted to sort of bring that to bear. Um, We wanted to use Ve as a way of focusing on this concept of attention, primarily because in the previous episode, um, the dynamics of attention particularly the the activity of mul- the practice of multitasking was something that byung chul han uh brought to focus and we were discussing in one context and we thought it might be interesting to uh do two things number one uh already in the previous episode when we were talking about byung chul han and the relation between boredom and attention we had invoked the thought of Bernard Stiegler and his thoughts about attention and noesis. And we thought it might be helpful to bring in, you know, make us a trio to think about Vey's concepts of attention and see if we can get all these thinkers, all three of these thinkers in some sort of conversation with each other. Yeah. Does um, that sound too complicated? I hope it's not too complicated. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. Oh, without a question. Um, the one thing, and, and you and I had spoken about this uh, a little bit prior, but I think it's important to bring up the complication for me with creating a trio uh, out of the duo of Han and Stiegler mm-hmm. is the fact that they is you know, very clearly um, writing from a religious perspective, whereas uh, Stiegler is not. And um, Han has um i think some some pretty clear spiritual overtones perhaps but they're not really tied to um religious doctrinal. doctrine yeah, yeah and so the, the 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 thing that i struggle with with this was how can we really place they in uh, conversation with with han given that she's she has a very different end game right sure um and so uh the thing for me that makes this possible and and I think it's important that you've, you know, we've classified this as a philosophical take on attention is that while for her, the end game is on a different plane, right? I mean, she's looking at God and heaven and, and, and everything. Well, um, let me read the title and I, I don't want to run, to, I don't want to run from the title. Right, right. But I kind of did in the, you know, but, and you're asking, uh, 
uh, you're asking me and our listeners, viewers to, you know, be cognizant of the title and the aim of the essay. So I'll repeat the title. The full title is The Rather Ungainly Reflections on the Right Use of School Studies with a View to the Love of God. So mm-hmm. the time, well, you know, and actually partly in answering your in your your concern and your question, let me let me give a sort of take and see if you agree with me on that title. So reflections on the right use of school studies with a view to the love of God. You're exactly right. Um, As she sets up in the title, the discussion of attention, concentration, learning, education. We should say that attention here is also part of a larger argument about what education study and what education is and what it means to learn. I guess actually that might be, maybe that's a little bit of a difference between her concerns. That's another difference between uh, or divergence between they and, and Han and, uh, Siegler. and Siegler. But, but, you know, to answer your question, reflections on the right issues, school studies with a view to the love of God, that implies that this discussion of education is under the rubric of the proper devotion to the deity. Right. But I think one of the reasons why we thought this might fit, you know, this, it's worthy to bring, it's valuable to bring this essay. Well, fair in, to bring, I think. Fair, fair yeah. to bring this essay in here is that along the way, even though the title, I think, is um, a little bit misleading because it does sound like the discussion of education is going to be subordinated completely to the love of God, to the view of devotion. And obviously, that is a primary aim of the essay. But within it, I see, and I think this is the reason why we think it's fair to bring it in, we see kind of new content, a new philosophical content that they is bringing to this discussion of attention. And one last thing, a concern I had, uh, I won't speak for you, but I think you're going to, I think you agree with my concern. A concern I have with Byung-Chul Han was uh, in his discussion of multitasking and, and by extension attention in uh, the concrete boredom section of the burnout society. Um, there was a lot, there was a, and, and in fact, throughout that book, so really on the whole, um, there's a lack of practical solutions to the very real social problems and the problems of attention deficit that he's always, and of, inner emptiness and, you know, and depression and anxiety that he's constantly pointing to. And I, this time reading it, I was sort of impatient with a lot. Now it's a little bit unfair because I think, especially when he writes that book, um, just delineating the problems with internet culture and digital culture and social media is, a, you know, it's an important task, but reading it now in 2023, I think we were both concerned that there's a lack of, so what? Okay, I know that, or there's a feeling of, a frustrating feeling of, well, yeah, I know that we have a problem. How do we address this and get to possible provisional solutions? And the reason why we really brought they in the first place in this, the reason why we were talking about Stiegler actually, for that matter, last time, is we were thinking that these are thinkers who address the problem of attention and attention deficit and of learning and of creativity. Uh, but 
seem to have more practical, um, I guess, more nuance, more of a sense of how to get, how to remedy the problem as well as a diagnosis of the problem. Yeah, I, I think part of that is wrapped up in their conceptions of the way that we can turn attention into something productive. Productive. You right. know, so for Han- Without it being the bad kind of productive that Young Cho Han talks well, about. Well, no, but I, 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 think it even, I think it even plays for Han. I mean, if you think about it, if we line the three of them up in the order of Han, Stiegler, Ve, right? Han's attachment to boredom is a very sort of passive one in the sense that boredom isn't something that we do anything with. We're supposed to just be sure. bored. And out of that boredom, comes some sort of enlightenment or epiphany. Uh, so I don't think that any part of his agenda is action focused. There, or there's, there's nothing for you to do other than to be bored. And I think that perhaps it speaks to our the nature of being so plugged in that we want and feel the need to be moving or doing something, right? Stiegler is a step beyond that. He, for him, noesis is, is sort of like a stepping outside or an unplugging, but that itself is a verb, right? To unplug something. There's action in what he's asking us to do so that we can, you know, be away from the, what, what's his word? Reticulation, right? Like this, so that we can be unplugged, literally. Vey's approach, and to get back to the question of how do we legitimize or justify a religious text with a spiritual or secular text, is that Ve's take on attention is action. It's very different in principle than what Han is asking. Han is saying, look, you need to be bored. You need to not be doing all this stuff. Ve gives us a sort of code or you know a a, a means ethic, of being. Yeah, ethic, a way to <laughs> a way to behave. And, and so yeah, yeah, so for her, attention is a very so the attention that yields the right way of doing things right uh which for her is prayer but it's still a thing here is and a, a couple different things it yes was prayer in her in her uh terminology which i think is kind of a new terminology it is uh, it is you, um it require it takes certain steps it does but it's also very very intentional where Absolutely. I think that your it's frustration and mine from last time talking about Han was, it was like, you know, okay, dude, so what now? And the answer literally just seemed to be, well, this is it. Now we, I mean, we, to, to really, really debase this, he's basically asking you to be Bill and Ted sitting on the curb outside the Circle K waiting for Rufus to show up, right? That's, and is saying that fair? It's a good thing. It's saying yeah. it's a good thing because that you're waiting because you're bored. Yes. And that, that means that things can happen to you. Things can happen. To right. You. In fact, if you linger in the boredom, it's going to get, it's going to be okay. <laughs> Bill and Ted will arrive. Exactly. You can save the world. You can save, yeah, the, you world. Can save the world. You can save right. the world. So my job here is done. I've, I've, I've plugged the Bill and Ted reference. I don't know that <laughs> I have anything else to do. I think episode. Yeah. Mic drop, mic drop. That's it. Literally. So, um, so, yes. that, so that, that's how I think that that's the, the sort of, the the intersection that I think is interesting to explore is how okay. Han, Han leaves us with this. The, the goal is the same, right? The goal 
is some sort of productive end game, a creative end game. And they both agree that to do that, you have to not be caught up in all the flotsam and jetsam of this busy, busy connected world. What's interesting for Vey again, though, is that she's very analog. You know, this was written in the early 40s. Right. We don't have an internet. I mean, she's not plugged in. She's literally not plugged in. But she still feels, well, this is an interesting thing to pose, especially against Byung-Chul Han, because Byung-Chul Han definitely assumes a periodization. His whole book is about, the Burnout Society is a whole book, mm-hmm. is about a new periodization. We're moving away from the age of discipline. There's a historical argument, right? Or mm-hmm. a description of historical change that we're moving away now with the internet, we're in the burnout society and that productivity has a new kind of function in the new post-disciplinary society. Um, so there's a historical argument here. See what you think of this. I, I mean, I like, I take your point and I like your point that, uh, that they is writing in a real analog society. But don't you think Pache Han, Contra Han, um, don't you think she, the implication in her essay is that it's just as easy to be distracted in the analog society as it is in the burnout society? I mean, Byung-Chul Han is arguing that there's a kind of new urgency or a new prevalence uh, that burnout is a mass phenomenon because of the mass communication technology of the internet. Um, but I sense that that they thinks is there's a kind of natural danger to squander your attention. It has nothing to do with technology. Am well, I right? What do you with, think? I, without question. In fact, the 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 question I would ask is that does the and I don't want to get us distracted here. Oh, but that, uh, is that, were you punning? Was that an intentional? Punning? Oh my God, no. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. Um, you don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't, drive, wanna, I don't, wanna, I don't want to send us down uh, a rabbit hole, but I'm wondering if it's. Answer this for me. How fair is it to really group they and Han together, and and are these concerns and mm. solutions really apples to apples? Given the fact that Han is looking at an entirely new level of distractions and interactions, you know, yes, uh, they is very clearly saying that, look, in this analog world, there are natural distractions akin to your mind wandering. Right. Right. Um, But I wonder in Han's world or in our world, which is Han's world, right. With literally 360, you know, five degrees of um, or 360, whoops, I can't even figure this out, with, 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 with a full circle of degrees um, of distraction around us, you know, with 360 degrees of distraction mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in, all, in all ways, you know, mm-hmm. um, is, is it fair? I guess what I'm saying is, give, given the, the, the scope of, of, of things to attend to now, I wonder if the answer of boredom mm-hmm. I wonder if there's even room to focus on being not distracted. I have an answer that will um, be controversial. I have an answer to that, or mm-hmm. I have a personal, a, a better better way to put it. I don't have an answer, but I have an answer that works for me on this, 
but I, I sense it will be controversial to you and to any of our listeners and viewers that have like a modicum of good sense. But here I am behind the mic. So I'm going to tell you my answer to that because I, I do have a take on it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should say I have a take. That might infuriate many people because it's going to seem very counterintuitive or maybe it's going to seem reactionary, but why not? So here's my answer. I think what you're asking, and it's a great question, and I don't think it's too much going down the rabbit hole to 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 discuss this a bit. Uh, you're, I, I think you're channeling what Byung Chul Han might say if he knew of our our podcast and said, "Hey, he might call foul because he might indeed say you're comparing a meditation on attention when I am clearly talking about a rupture in time." That's that's behind. That's the argument behind uh, that he makes very clear is the argument um, for the burnout society. There has been a rupture of, in time. Um, the rupture in time. We're in a new kind of social order, new rules, new rules, and to a certain extent, what attention means and how to preserve it. It's a different dynamic here because there's been a rupture. Okay, now here's my controversial response. Yeah, to that. yeah, yeah. Uh, my controversial personal response to that is gets to another criticism, a latent criticism that I don't think I articulated or thought art, you know, in my own head until you said it. One of my worries about Byung Chul Han is, I mean, granted, we wouldn't have this effing podcast if we didn't believe mm-hmm. there was something qualitatively new about 2023 about inter- internet in 2023 we wouldn't have this podcast mm-hmm. so we're on board with him still in all i feel that young chohan and he's not alone in this maybe overstates the case that maybe he thinks that human nature changed more than it has or maybe put it this way if we had the apocalypse and the there and an internet shutdown um Maybe Byung Chul Han too blithely assumes that human nature, maybe he too blithely assumes a kind of malleability or perfectibility of humankind. So that if you just got rid of Twitter, you just got rid of TikTok, we would solve our attention problems. And I kind of find it a salutary reminder that, oh, uh, you know, even if we did, even if we outlawed or banned TikTok, as people are talking to doing, right? Even if we did that, we would still kind of have the problem of attention in some form or other. So here's one for you. Because, and I think we're working backwards. I think we're working our way back to Vey, perhaps. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> one of the things... Are you are you uh, irritated and, uh, and angry, am I, Ramar? No, but I'm, I'm worried that... I'm, yeah. No, 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 but I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna play a game with that for a second. Please. And, and and this is really sort of a subject object question, which is, you know, one of the one of the, the things that I dig into. <laughs> That's one of the things you do. I guess what I was asking is, have I offended you, Michael? This is no, no, by, by no means, by I no means. You. I think I think it's a good point. And so I'll step back away. So I'm looking at this chronologically. OK, mm-hmm. so yes. if Vey's writing in the 40s, right, mm-hmm. and Han is contemporary. Stiegler was writing in the 80s, 90s. What, what, what we're, we're referencing? Well, let me 
mean, he's writing, I guess a lot of the books are in the nineties and, and aughts. Okay. So, um, yes, yes, I'm sorry. That's right. So the, the question, and I, have, I think though, they know each other. I think they knew each other. I mean, we're embarrassed. We need a fact checker on this, but I think that they, they're aware of each other's work. Well, here's, here's the question I would have for you. Han and uh, Stiegler. For Stiegler, Noesis is the thing that we need in order to be, Noesis begets creativity, right? Okay. And the, the key to a noetic moment is to step outside mm-hmm. of that, of, of, of the busyness of life uh, mm-hmm. and to... Through forge- mental activities that don't seem to be at first sight productive, right? Amateurism. Amateurism. And this is what Thank this you. is this is yeah. where I start to wonder about mm-hmm. your TikTok, for example, or your mm-hmm. any any sort of creation that functions as a distraction for the viewer. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if Han would consider the creation of these distractions a creative act and so this gets to saying well if we're in this new era Mm -hmm. this this Mm -hmm. we have this rupture in time well we're now in this new era and we are literally so beset by distractions Mm -hmm. that the answer to coping with them and then towards having creative moments is just boredom to be over and done and past these things so that we have, we don't have them, you know, as active participants in our consciousness. I wonder if it's not some sort of vicious circle where create, you know, this creative moment manifests itself in the production of artifacts that then become distractions for other things. And so I'm wondering if Stiegler might call that creativity, right? Like which side of the coin are we looking at? And so for both of them, the idea is to step outside. For Stiegler, the idea is that you should indulge in something, but it has to be not serious, not productive in terms of, you know, how do I want to say this? You got to have to help me out with this a little bit. But Stiegler's approach to noesis is amateurism, or, or, or that's one of the routes that's something he has really in common. The more you talk about it, that's something that they, that connects to one of the most surprising for a, for a religious meditation um, on education that ties in directly with the concluding moments, concluding movement of the reflections essay, because she is at pains to say that even though attention is arduous, waiting can be arduous mm-hmm. or requires an act of will that the end product has to be joy and pleasure, the kind of joys and pleasures and activity that you do when you're off the clock, so to speak, Mm -hmm. when you're engaging in an amateur activity for the love of it, right? Right. Ammo, amateur. You're indulging in an activity for the love of it. I mean, that's a a very helpful uh, side move, Michael, because that really connects us you made me see a connection between they and Stiegler that I hadn't uh, uh, was, you know, totally, totally missed in his elevation in Stiegler's elevation of amateurism. What does he like about amateurism? You're doing it for the love of it. And right. that's exactly they's concluding point that the end point of this is not to be, 
it's not asceticism, even though it's tied to religious, the right, the view to the proper love of God. The, the, the end point in, in Bay's view is joy mm-hmm. and the joy you get when you're doing things you love to do. Right. The object of that love is just exactly. different. So there's, so that's, that's the, I guess. Well, it, I didn't mean to digress you. You were going, you were talking about amateurism and Stiegler with a view to go somewhere else. I no, think. I think, I think that you got me where I was. I think that you got me where I was trying to get and probably got me there much more quickly than I would have uh, w- w- without that. Um, so th- I guess that's my question though, about Han is that have, have we crossed over something? This was supposed to be the episode on Simone Bay. We are spending quite a bit of time discussing Han here, which I think is well. Fun. Hell, luckily, luckily, your last comment got me to mention, and I don't know, we might have mentioned not mentioned it earlier, but it's really important that you know reflections on the right use of school studies with a view to the love of God. This sounds like this could be really painful. Mm-hmm. That's not the thrust. It's of joyful. Lesson. It's joyful. It's about joy. It's about amateurism. The fun of amateurism is that you're off the clock. You're doing it because you love to do it. Even if you get paid for it, it's not the point. By the way, I would also just one sentence or two about the difference between Stiegler and maybe Byung-Chul Han, mm-hmm. which is, I think, where you were going. Um, when you were talking about TikTok and I don't want to distract you where you're going. I'll, I'll make a point that I wanted to return to TikTok and Stiegler, but I don't want to. I don't want to keep you from where you're going. So, if I have a chance to insert it, fine. If not, not. So I'll let no, you go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, when you were describing about, I was going to partly agree with you and partly not disagree, but just sort of push it in another direction. When you were talking about. Um, you posed a couple really a couple of very interesting questions. One of them was might Byung Chul Han or should Byung Chul Han regard um, the creativity and maybe should Stiegler regard the kind of creativity that goes into constructing a cool me or a cool TikTok? Should they consider that as um really creative activity and, and, and aligned in some way akin to noesis, regardless of the use value, uh, regardless of how, how the, this product is consumed and circulates. And I, could you repeat that? Repeat, repeat that? Well, I was just trying to restate your question. So maybe, um, maybe I didn't recognize your question. So you tell me, um, tell me if I get an, I'm getting it right. I thought you were, pointing out i thought the point of your you mentioned tiktok right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i thought your point in that is saying you kind of have to be creative and noetic to make a tiktok mm-hmm. and then and i guess my response to that channeling the other thinkers we've been talking about not they but channeling uh, byung chul han and stiegler my answer to that is Probably in both cases, certainly in Stiegler's case, Stiegler's inner Marxist would probably rise to the fore or come to the fore in addressing, in describing TikTok and say that it doesn't matter if there's noesis at the front end. The way that the masses encounter TikTok is as a commodity um, that's designed to make you waste your time. I think Stiegler would argue that it's a one-way door. It's right. a one-way door, exactly. Yeah, and 
I think that Han and here, I, I think maybe Han and Vey converge here a little bit. Han, I think, would argue um, that watching the TikTok, engaging with, and it, it doesn't have to be TikTok. I mean, it could be anything, right? Okay, I got um, is, is going to be the kind of thing that will get in the way as long as we're actually paying attention to it, right? right. If you right. can be, right. if you're truly bored and it's playing, it doesn't matter. It does not have your attention. You can then be productively, you can be productive out of that boredom. That boredom clears a space, if you will. So here, I think they was very clearly talking about TikTok when she says, um, above all, our thought should be empty, waiting, not seeking anything, but ready to receive in its naked truth, the object which is to penetrate it. All wrong translations, all absurdities in geometry programs, all clumsiness of style, and all faulty connection of ideas in compositions and essays. Right. Right. All such things are due to the fact that thought has seized upon some idea too hastily and thus being prematurely blocked is not open to the truth. So, you know, the argument that she seems to be making here is that the way to the truth, to creativity, to the right way of doing mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. has to be unencumbered by an objective, by some sort of conscious decision that things should be this way or that way. So in a way, I think that, you know, Han and Vale, Vey, excuse me, could make, you know, fantastic social media posts and memes and videos together as long as they just don't give a shit what they look like in the end. That could be, that could be. I like that idea. I love the idea of Vey talk. <laughs> There definitely should be Absolutely. <laughs> In fact, we're going to do that. We're going to stop this episode right now and start working on that. That's right. Uh, I'm going to push back on that a little. Okay. Bit, I'm going to push back on that just from my own experience of TikTok. I think. Well, let me let me let me let me say one yeah. thing before you I'm push so, back. Please, please, please. Just just to, to clarify what I'm saying, it's yeah. when she says all wrong translations, absurdities, clumsiness. I the way I'm reading that mm -hmm. is to say that when you become too deliberate. Oh, in I other words, that. you're trying, you're trying yeah. too hard. These become stylistic concerns for her, right? That you, it's clumsy, it's awkward, it doesn't fit. That real, genuine, product, productive creativity mm -hmm. cannot be trying to fit a certain mold. I wasn't going to push oh, back okay. against that because I think that is a great, I, I was going to push back on the idea that Vase. That argument, absolutely. That's okay. a great description of what she's, of her ideas about the goals of thinking. Okay. Okay. And the goals of attention. I wasn't pushing back against that, but I do feel what I was pushing back against was the, I guess, too lingering an equation of what they is talking about with TikTok because there's something primary about TikTok my experience of it that makes it antithetical to what they is talking about 
And I'll tell you what it is and see if you agree. Now you're you're like a TikTok virgin, right? You don't have any I don't think I've ever actually seen it. Yeah, that's what I'm before, saying. So which you know, is what I'm, I'm really laughing at speaking. as we're going through this. Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh we're talking about TikTok. I don't uh, that's, that's, so how, that's, how, that, that's how I can tell you that I, I watch all of Simone Vey's TikToks because I have, I've watched every single one of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think with the ex, I think that's a wrong description of what happens on TikTok. Okay. Well, and uh, yeah, no. And, uh, but it might be worth saying why I think it's wrong. Sure. 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 And watch me push back against it. Having absolutely no knowledge <laughs> of what I'm talking about. That's going to be the fun. <laughs> um. I think that, that, you know, and this I feel is, I think they would take this negatively. I would feel this is a negative experience. In TikTok, you're not really lingering in your boredom. No, they're short, right? They're, they're short. They're incredibly short. And so time but, isn't so much. Oh, go ahead. Well, just a quick question for you, though. I'm not looking at this as an individual creation. I'm looking at this as a platform. Okay. And so for me, because I lied, I have seen tick. I've just never actually lingered. I mean, if you've been on other, uh, you've been on other platforms now, you, you, my, you my, probably, my, yeah. my wife will show me from time to time. She'll, she'll yeah. like look yeah, at this. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. but the point is it's not, it's, it's like saying, so, so take a different platform for a second, right? Okay. You can, you can look at something like Instagram. And you can look at one particular person's Instagram feed, or you can just get sucked into the whole of the whole Instagram, of it. Yeah. Okay. Where you're beset with one thing after the next, after the next, after the next. And it all becomes sort of this larger experience of this platform. Mm -hmm. And in that regard, I think that you can look at this and say, well, there is a style or a theme to this. There's a way of doing this properly. There's a way of doing this improperly. There's certainly a way to be bored with this. In fact, I would argue one of the hallmarks of these platforms is that they are incredibly, incredibly boring, yet somehow they just suck you in. So it's this, it's this non-Han boredom where you can't pull away, right? but right, there's right. absolutely nothing useful coming out of it. Once you shifted from TikTok to description of other platforms, my uh, my pushback fell away because I think th that's and in fact you just said what I think they would um, her, her criticism or her unease with all the platforms um, is that they're boring, but there is but they're addictive in a particular way. This is really okay. This is true for me on TikTok. This was what I was about to say, but as you were just suggesting, it's generally, it might be generally true of all social media platforms. They're boring, but there is, but you stick with them. They're addictive because they're boring because especially with TikTok, but I think this is kind of implicit everywhere. You think the next one I get to. It's lotto. It's going to be the money. It's lottery. That's the money. That's yeah. the lottery. So it's money. The next one I get to. And so that's what you're addicted to. That's not emptiness. And in that, and, and as you say, I thought you weren't saying that, but you were saying that. Mm -hmm. So, so we're in total agreement. And I think that would be on what I think they would be hesitant about uh, in social media phenomenon. Yes, it's boring. And, and Pyeongchul Han too, I guess. Yes, it's boring, but it's not a creative boredom. 
Why? Because you are always convincing yourself that the next one will be gold. Mm, Or at least worth your time. So you're in search of that fix. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it's an interesting, we we don't need to go down this road, but um, it's interesting how it resembles a fix and how it also diverges from a fix. Because with a fix, one assumes if you have good stuff, it's going to work. You might perpetually be searching for a fix if you're doing the social media scroll scroll. Mm -hmm. And so the difference here then, I guess if we can bring our our three contestants back in, right? Is that bring them back in, right? Stiegler would argue, look, you got to step away. Mm -hmm. You got to put, put your phone down, right? That if you want to be creative, you have to step outside of this connection and sort of go, go, go play the tuba somewhere, play it poorly, but play it because you love it. I agree. Right. Han would argue that what, maybe you don't need to step away from it, but you need to just be so, you need to be willing to not attend to it. You need, you, you need to get to a place where you're bored to the point where you're no longer seeking that fix. Right. You can just be indifferent to whatever's fate, like, you know, sort of glass over, glass over, if you will. In this sort of scenario that we've created, right, Vey's looking at this maybe and saying, you have to be very, very careful about what you're looking at. You have to choose to ignore certain things that don't serve your ends. You yeah. can't actually have an end. You have to be open. You have to be open. But what you just said was really important. What did, what did you say? That, yeah, you can't have an end. But right before that, you said something. That you have to be searching for the right thing, something yeah. like that. You have to be that's open to really, the right thing. You have to be open to the right thing. I want to return to that because I think that's my takeaway from that. Well, that's, and that's, yeah, that's, what, well, that, and that, that's sort of what I'm trying to work out here, right? Is that for, for Vey, you have to be open to whatever this inspiration is going to bring you. You can't search for a particular inspiration because now you're tied to the wrong things. You're leading the charge and you can't exactly be, you can't be generative of the thing, right? There's a there's a massive distinction between what we are and what God is. And anything that comes from us is definitely not God if it comes from us. Therefore it's the wrong thing. So to put they in front of a social media feed, right? You have to be careful what you attend to. You have to be deliberate in your focus. Deliberate, willful. Yes. Right. There's a right way of doing this, but do we ever figure out what that right way is other than just to be open to what is not from you? I think by definition, she cannot say what that right way is because she doesn't want to prescribe. Right. Okay. Definition. So that makes, and that makes sense. And that makes sense. Um, I'm ready to give a takeaway that actually does that relates totally to what you just said about. Okay, that. what you got? Um, but before we do that, in our waning moments here, I wanted to. I wanted to. Um, I, I don't know if we want to talk about this now, but maybe this is uh, something we, I want to tag for another um, another episode. In fact, I think I don't want to talk about this now. I'm going to raise it, but then I'm going to forget to talk about it. But I I wanted to tag it here in public in this conversation. You know, the more we've talked a lot about Stiegler in this episode. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as we've been talking about Stiegler, 
we've both been using the terms. He wants you to step outside, to critically step outside. We invoked his um, championing of amateur uh, activities. <laughs> and, and boy, look at the title uh, of Vey's essay. Another connection between amateur, ammo, love, love of the lover of things. And then again, they direct connection, reflections on the right use of school studies with a view to the love of God. So there is a big convergence here. So as we've been talking, so we bring in Stiegler in ways that uh, I'm, I've been surprised about how much we brought Stiegler in here and how relevant he seems to they. But, you know, we've been assuming that he asks us to unplug. And the more we talk about that, I'm trying to think of specific references. I think we use that term, that he asks us to step outside and to unplug. Yes, he talks about amateur and champions. I think that's the right word, amateur activity. But does he ever tell us to get off the Internet? No. To become a Unabomber? No. Does he ever? Is uh, I don't think so. Bomber, I don't. I don't mean to say that. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like to detach, to purge, to, to fully, whatever. fully, fully separate yourself. Yeah, yeah. Separate. I don't. Thank you. I don't think so. I think that that's and, and worth I, remarking. If so, right? Yeah, that's I don't. I don't. I don't think that's part of his his solution. I think that we read Stiegler with Crary, and so those two kind of get me crossed up a little bit. But if I recall correctly, Stiegler's argument was more about the connections among everything and the need to sort of divest yourself from some of those connections because it creates a feedback, a loop that becomes uh, toxic. Um, I don't think that no, I don't think that he's looking at fully unplugging. I think that he's looking at sort of disrupting. Um, I think he's looking at disruptive practices, alternative currents of thought, like you're saying. And I think it's in that context that he presents the idea of amateurism mm -hmm. uh, and the ideal of amateurism activity. Like one of his examples, so this won't be too abstract for listeners, viewers, um, is like the amateur filmmaker. He talks about the uh, the factory in the north of France. I can't remember the uh, the region, but he talks about how you know they 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 got film equipment, and they they sort of became on you know in their off time um, amateur, um, i.e. almost professional <laughs> like mm -hmm. expert uh, filmmakers and documentarians, and it's that kind of activity of. Uh, practices work practices and this is another thing that a work practices that he's interested in that's another convergence with they because uh there isn't a board in han there's a kind of boredom work binary and here and i think with in they and in stiegler i think there's this idea that work properly defined like the work of the amateur um, that's a positive thing. That 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 isn't boring. That's that's a, that is the right use of attention. Yeah, there's no. I, they doesn't worry about boredom. She worries about, worry about distract. Boredom. In fact, quite yes. the opposite. She worries about distraction that takes you away from away the from right me. way of doing things. But there's never 
this moment of inaction or inactivity. There is always a, a focus and a sense of movement in either the right direction or the wrong direction, but there's no, there's no stopping here. Well said. Okay. Um, so what's your takeaway? Or take was away. That? Let's do it. Yeah. No, uh, um, no, that was a digression had to do with Stiegler, but my takeaway is directly related to uh, your point prior to the mm -hmm. Stiegler discussion thread. Um, I just want to draw attention to what you were drawing attention, attention uh, to uh, in, uh, in Vey, um, the deliberate character of attention. That's another thing she brings to the table that's not there in the Byung-Chul Han thing, that um, the kinds of attention that she, is, that she wants to describe, and that she wants to deem proper, um, it's accompanied by other patterns of thought. And, and here's just a passage from very near the beginning of uh, her essay. When we set out, um, and it has to do with the intentionality, the deliberateness that you were speaking of that you thought was, you know, there and present in, in Vey's uh, phenomenology of attention and distraction. When we set out to do a piece of work, it is necessary to wish to do it correctly. So that wish is prior to everything. Mm -hmm. the and, and it's a specific wish. I want to do this work. She doesn't shy away from the idea that it's work. No. She just doesn't want to say it's not painful. She does. She wants to say, she says study is work, but it's not painful labor. When we set out to do a piece of work, if we do it right, when we set out to do a piece of work, it is necessary as a preliminary, I read it, it is necessary to wish to do it correctly because, yes, it is a necessary uh, preliminary, because such a wish to do it correctly is indispensable in any true effort. That's kind of, you know, the uh, that that's her contribution to this subject, this idea of a kind of willful paradox. It's a paradox, right? Because you're you're trying to reach this empty state, this vacuum state. But you have to go into it with a very concerted wish to elevate yourself and to do the thing correctly, to do whatever is at hand. And that's one uh, at hand, <coughs> excuse me, this very deliberate wish to do whatever it is that you need to do correctly. That's, that's very much part of her front-loading. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think if you go... Even in that same paragraph, you just follow her yeah. two sentences further. Underlying this immediate objective, however, our deep purpose should aim solely at increasing the power of attention with a view to prayer. As when we write, we draw the shape of the letter on paper, not with the view to its shape, exactly. but with the yeah. view to the idea we want to express. So for yeah, her, it's, right. it's, it's not, I want to get the job done in this very quick, immediate, you know, uh, right. sort of... Um, you know, I'm not getting the job done. I'm getting the job done correctly. Yeah, it's not about mass production. It's right. about the view to the idea we want to express. And I think this gets us back to our inner desire, our concerns. What are we trying to do? Um, you know, this this idea of amateurism or love again. Yeah, exactly. That's where I was going. It gets us back to Stiegler's notion of the amateur and how the amateur works. Absolutely. Yeah. And maybe last, last point, uh, just because we didn't talk about it. Um, but this is really kind of key uh, to this gives you a sense of her project in the essay. The aim of 
increasing attention in our school studies. She's very adamant. She doesn't want to make great mathematicians or writers or whatever. No, that is a secondary this tertiary concern at best. Tertiary concern. What she's concerned with is this practice of attention. And what she, she says often, early and often in the essay, I don't care what you're paying attention to. You can always use this method and you and activate this particular understanding of attention. Always. Regardless of the subject. Well said. <laughs> Barry, visual been, gestures here. And yes, for those, translate you, for, those, very well on Spotify. For, for those of you listening, throw your <laughs> arms in the air. Um, Barry, as always, I think this has been fun. This was the sort of smorgasbord episode. This was not the Simone Weil episode that you had introduced. This was the uh, this was the attention episode. It was the attention deficit episode. Michael, did you have a takeaway or? I don't. I think you gave your takeaway though. No, I. 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 My. My takeaway is that 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 the distinctions between Han and Ve and Stiegler are not nearly what I, you know, I guess coming in, I was looking at Han arguing that we need boredom, which was this sort of uh, contextual occurrence, if you will. And Ve arguing that we need um, this, uh, you know, focused attention, which is the result of, certain very deliberate actions. And I, I think that when you sort of extrapolate what each means, um, there's there's less difference than I had suspected originally. It was kind of an, an, an interesting uh, happenstance of this discussion. And, to, you know, my real takeaway for this episode, very briefly, is, uh, it's, is, is yours. I especially saw a convergence. I, I was surprised by convergences which I didn't expect. And I'm totally kind of, I have to go away and ponder the convergence between Stiegler and Bay because I thought of the two, those are the, that's the biggest gap between the two thoughts and practices. Hmm. I thought I went into this thinking Stiegler and Bay because of the Stiegler's secularism, I was thinking I wasn't going to find a point of convergence, but actually the amateurism Boy, that's a point of convergence and coincidence between their things. Yeah, this was fun. This was fun. All right. Well, uh, we hope you've had fun too. And oh, share, like, uh, dislike, dissuade, uh, do you, do disapprove. Not. They should have a disapprove button, right, on Spotify or YouTube. We disapprove of this. Dislike is too too weak. Too weak. What would that look like? Instead <laughs> of the thumbs up, would it just be the middle finger? Like the middle I. Finger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, vulgarly disapprove. Let, let, let less this conclusion become distracting. Um, Barry, thank you. And uh, God knows where we'll pick up next time. <laughs> and we'll do this again somehow, some way. Absolutely. Bye bye. Take care. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Critical Media Studies podcast. To find out more about the show, check out our webpage at criticalmediastudiespodcast.com.